850 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. This is the Midday Moments Program. I'm Gary Duncan. It's time for our Moment of Faith with Pastor Doug Nicely of Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Hi, Doug. Hi, Gary. And uh, I realize it's a little bit belated, but uh, because of how the programming's worked, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. And we have been away for a while because of our special programming. What's on your mind to talk about today? Well, of course, in the Christian year, this isn't just New Year's. This is also the season of Epiphany. And so I thought, well, since we started Epiphany about a week ago, maybe I could just kind of uh, go back and catch us up a little bit. Sounds like a plan. Um, well, the reason for this is that we're going to be numbering Sundays after the Epiphany until the end of February this year. So I thought it would be a good idea for us to explain that Epiphany, as I know the word, is a surprise revealing to us from God himself. My definition of Epiphany, a surprise revealing. We can see this in the Nativity stories of the birth of Jesus. Who would have thought that the King of the Jews would have been born in a cow stall? Who would have thought that the Holy Family's first visitors would be shepherds? Who would have thought that the first kings to visit Jesus, Mary, and Joseph would be wise men from the East? Well, there's a hymn that sounds like it's attempting to answer these questions that I just asked for us. It was written in the 19th century by uh, Reginald Eber, who has written quite a few other hymns, too. And it's titled, Brightest, Brightest and Best of the Stars of the Morning. Here's how it begins. Brightest and best of the stars of the morning, dawn on our darkness and lend us thine aid. Star of the east, the horizon adorning, guide where our infant redeemer is laid. These lyrics remind us of the story of the coming of the wise men in Matthew chapter 2, as that chapter begins with these two verses. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. Now, now we don't pay much attention in our day and age to what's going on in the stars, but apparently these wise men did. Uh, We did have a great event in 2018. I can remember standing out in the parking lot with several of my fellow hospitals employees then as we wore sunglasses to keep our eyes from burning. The sky got darker and darker as the moon blocked out the vision of the sun for several hours. It's called the eclipse. Right. That wasn't what the wise men saw, but it gives us an idea of what was going on in the sky that was such a big deal that caused them to follow this star for uh, what many may have uh, thought is about two years uh, after they uh, to find the newborn king. Uh, that's, a, that's a reference from the, the story of the wise men in Matthew chapter 2. Uh, St. Matthew's Gospel tells us, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. I don't often quote a whole lot of Greek because I don't know a whole lot of Greek, but this little phrase I do know pretty well. Uh, If you uh, render it from Greek to English literally, it means they rejoice rejoicingly with joy a whole lot. That's a lot of rejoicing. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) They they knew that they were there. Uh, But Reginald Hebert's lyrics are trying to teach us another lesson that applies also to our lives. Here's verse 2. 
Cold in his cradle, the dew drops are shining. Low lies his head with the beasts of the stall. Angels adore him in slumber reclining. Maker and monarch and savior of all. Here's a little bit of background on the writing of this hymn. In the autumn of 1811, Hebert had an idea for a hymn. Before the idea escaped him, he grabbed his daughter's small composition book, went into his study, dipped his pen in an inkwell, and began writing five stanzas for this hymn. Another verse is worded this way. Shall we not yield him in costly devotion, fragrance from Edom and offerings divine, gems of the mountain and pearls of the ocean, myrrh from the forest and gold from the mine? A couple of other notes on his writing this hymn. As Eber envisioned the nativity scene, He saw the shepherds and the wise men worshiping the Christ child, but then he asked the question, what kind of worship is most acceptable to God? The gold, incense, and myrrh of the three kings? No, said Eber. Richer by far is the heart's adoration. Dearer to God are the prayers of the poor. He says, that's the most important adoration we can give. Prayers of the poor. And one of the things that's important for us to remember God lowered himself into a human form, became uh, a humble servant, so that everybody who is humble will understand his presence and kneel before the manger. So the final verse of the hymn prays for original Hebert and for us. And it goes, Brightest and best of the stars of the morning, dawn on our darkness and lend us thine aid. Star of the east, the horizon adorning, guide where our infant Redeemer is laid. That's kind of an interesting hymn. It just basically tells us that uh, it might be good to have incense, frankincense, and myrrh uh, if you're a king. But what's more important is for us to be humble and to give our humble offerings and kneel before the manger. And that's one of the things that's the most important thing for us to do as we celebrate Epiphany. Would you like to lead us in a prayer as we wrap up our segment today? Let me do that. Thanks. Lord, we don't need to bring to the newborn king gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Teach us instead to learn how to kneel at the manger and give you our praises for what you have done for us in Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus, the Savior of the world, who has come also to us. Amen. Amen. Well, what's our plan for the next conversation uh, next week? Well, next week, as we continue on through the Sundays after the Epiphany, uh, we're coming up on a story about how Galilee, where Jesus was raised to adulthood and began his ministry, was seen by the people of Judah as the land of darkness. Interesting. It wasn't just because of the weather. (laughs) It was because uh, the people in Judah thought the people of Galilee were, hmm, what what should we say? Uh, less than holy okay. because of the the compromising of their of their lifestyle. You know, they had Gentiles living among them, and that's where Jesus was. We're going back to look at a hymn that proclaims the people that in darkness sat 
a glorious light have seen. And uh, we'll tell you a little bit about the story behind Galilee and a little bit by Jesus, uh, who was born in a manger. We wouldn't surprise us then to see that Galilee was the place he chose to grow up and the place he chose to start his ministry. All right. Well, that sounds like a good plan. I look forward to that conversation. Thanks for being on the program today. Hey, and it's good to be back again. Happy yeah. 2023. Here we are. <laughs> All right. It's hard to it's hard to remember that from some sometimes when I'm writing little letters. It's 2023 now. So, well, I try to remember that when I write checks. Yeah. <laughs> Especially. <laughs> well, thanks, That's Doug. Right. You're welcome, Gary. Talk to you soon. This All is right. the Messenger of Good News Worldwide, KFUO at kfuo.org.